Billy Basson intended to send down an off-break. It turned into a Yorker as a single, spiteful ray from the setting sun shone through the trees right into his eye. Tony Hoskins made his usual flashy swipe at the ball, and as usual, connected. The ball hissed away into the long grass already dew-drenched, looking for somewhere to hide. Tony Hoskins yelled, Come on then, run! He pelted up and down between the wickets, sticks draped with coats, with his single pad flapping and leaking its stuffing, and his blonde mop jigging, and his bony legs and arms pumping. He looked like a puppet gone mad. Bung it in! yelled Spadger Garrett at the wicket. Can't find it! shouted Tiddler from the edge of the meadow. Lost ball! the other fielders chorused maliciously, not bothering to join the search. What do you mean, lost ball? That's my twentieth run, lost ball or no. I got my twenty! Tony Hoskins swore, knocked down a wicket and kicked the coats. No one took much notice. They were playing so late because they had to, not because they wanted to. If Tony did not get what he wanted, there would be trouble. It's all right, Tony, you got your twenty, said Sandra Rumsey. And then, forgetting all about cricket and fielding and keeping Tony Hoskins in a good temper, she pointed to the deepening blue of the evening sky. Look at that, she said. I've never seen a star that big. That's the evening star, someone said. It's Polaris, said Brylow Dennis confidently. He was so sure that he did not bother to look. Brylow was generally right about such things. This time, he was completely wrong. Oh, no, you don't, Missy, said Beauty's mother, Mrs Hopcroft. Get off your dad and up to bed this instant, and you drink your milk, mind. Her father pulled her hair and said, Torment. Beauty climbed down off her father's lap. She cupped her pink-white hands round the blue mug of milk, and Mrs. Hopcroft thought of cyclamens and periwinkles. Beauty shook back her hair, and her mother thought of a glass of honey standing in the sun. Beauty smiled, and her mother found herself beaming fatuously. This was not just a mother's doting pride. Beauty's teeth were white and tiny and perfect. Beauty's feet under her nighty were as pretty as sugar mice. It was not her parents that had first called her Beauty instead of her real name, Maureen. Perhaps it had been old Mrs. Durden who kept the shop where Beauty spent her Saturday thrums, or Jim Knowles, the landlord of the ploughshare, who bribed smiles from her with lemonade, or anyone else in Little Molesbury, barring the vicar, who called her Little One. He could not remember names. And Tony Hoskins, who called her Blondie, or Titch. Beauty kissed her mother and father and went up the narrow stairs to her bedroom, counting each stair aloud. This was her ritual each night. But tonight, it was broken. Beauty stopped by the little window halfway up the staircase. Oh, Mummy, come and look, she cried. There's a big star in the sky. Beauty was wrong. It was not a star.